What's up, college baseball fans? It is episode 12 of the 11.7 podcast brought to you by Foul Pole Sports. Today, we will be releasing our new top 25. We will also be talking about the Shriners Houston College Classic that I attended all weekend. Um, we'll be breaking down the no-hitter that was thrown today and um, also a couple of upsets along the way. We're going to talk a little bit about Nick Gonzalez and his Golden Spikes Award season so far. And maybe the Big 12 is a little bit better than we think. So we're going to dive into all of this stuff. Um, we're also going to talk about the Frisco Classic. You guys stay with us. We have a packed show. We're going to try to get done as fast as possible. So you guys stay with us and just let us go. Let us eat today. Here we go. Welcome back, college baseball fans, and thank you guys for staying with us all weekend. We had a blast covering college baseball as I was at the Shriners Houston College Classic, basically from 11 a.m. on Friday to 11 p.m. tonight. So I spent a good 36 hours, it felt like, at the ballpark and um, saw some really good teams and saw some really good teams play bad as well. So um, wait, let me re-say that. I saw some pretty bad teams play great and some great teams play pretty bad. Um, so we'll dive into all of that, but Dimitri is with me today and it is 3 a.m. on the East Coast and we are exhausted, but yeah, bring- yeah, yeah, damn understatement. <laughs> yes, we are tired, but we wanted to make sure everything was right for you guys. Uh, we wanted to build our top 25. We also wanted to give you guys a good podcast to listen to on your drive to work in the morning, or maybe you guys are just kicking back, relaxing on the couch this afternoon. But- hey, no in that. Yeah, it is Monday, though, and it's March 2nd, and it's crazy to think that it's already March, because it felt like just a couple you know, a couple of days ago we were starting the season off, so that's cool, but anyways, Dimitri, what do you have to say about this weekend? I know you were doing wall-to-wall coverage online as I was at the College Classic, so what, what do you got for the fans? So uh, this weekend was a good one. Um, Saturday, I kicked back and enjoyed beer, lots of beer. Shout out to Zana and Zillion Beard. Um, I uh, was drinking beer, watching college baseball. Can't get much better than that. But at the same time, you can call me lame for that. But I mean, it's fine. I watched baseball, um, learned a lot about team, and learned some bad things about teams as well. Um, Shriners Classic. Lucky for you, you got to watch some good baseball. Um, Ben, speaking of watching good baseball and knowing baseball, I went a perfect four and zero this weekend. Yeah, you did. Or pick them. And what did I end up going? Three and one or maybe two and two? Three and one, and you're freaking Mississippi. Who knows what Valley, who knows what got their ass sweat. (laughs) Yeah, and I switched it on the podcast. But um, basically, for the people that didn't listen to the last episode, we did a pick them challenge. And one of the series from the week was the two worst teams in the country were playing each other, Mississippi Valley State and Alabama A&M. And Mississippi Valley State lost, or maybe it was Alabama State, one of those schools. Alabama A&M. Alabama A&M, and they just got whooped this weekend. So I missed that you're, one. But You're Delta Devils. Yeah, I don't know. the reason why I switched was because I liked the mascot, the Delta Devils, way more than the Bulldogs. So 
That's funny, but yeah, Dimitri, you did go undefeated. Um, hey, um, and let me tell you. So you you said Saturday you were sitting around drinking beer, watching college baseball. Well, I watched a ton of college baseball Saturday and watched people around me. They were drinking between ten and thirteen dollar beers at Minute Maid Park. Like, guess could what? You imagine? I paid seventeen dollars for an eighteen rack. That's what I'm saying. Like, could you imagine paying thirteen dollars for a beer? Unbelievable. But I, I, I will swear, say, I swear, I'm glad best that poured best poured Guinness straight out of freaking Dublin, Ireland. <laughs> I mean, I guess Don't so. Give me that watered down bullshit from Minute Park. I'm just glad that college baseball finally allows beer in most stadiums. So that's a good step in the uh, right direction. But um, sell beer at the stadium. Yeah, it's definitely moving in the right direction there. Anyway, uh, real quick, real quick, real quick on the pick'em. You went. We had Pepperdine FIU that was given to you. You went with Pepperdine. They swept FIU. You went with Mississippi Valley, Alabama A and M swept them. Ben, you went with TCU or Cal. I'm, I believe TCU swept they them. Swept them. Yeah, that's easy. Money. Okay, and then I went with Michigan or Cal Poly. Michigan would tie two-two in the eighth inning, scored two in the ninth to win the series today. Or yesterday for listeners tomorrow. Ben, you went with USC over Seton Hall. Seton Hall won Friday night. USC came back to win the next two. I went with Clemson over South Carolina. Clemson, um, they split Friday, Saturday. Clemson took the series yesterday on Sunday. I took Georgia over Georgia Tech. And let me tell you, Georgia put a freaking spanking on them. They scored them, I think it was 27-8 on the weekend. Emerson Hancock and Cole Wilcox are by far probably the best one-two punch in the country. Georgia, Georgia Tech did not even look – their starting rotation didn't even look comparable to Georgia. And moving on to Long Beach State versus Mississippi State, I took Long Beach State. They uh, took the series yesterday on Sunday after shutting them out on Friday night. Mississippi State bats woke up in about the seventh inning. I think they went 18 innings scoreless. Um, Mississippi State is struggling with the bat. I think they'll be okay. Fans are going crazy on Twitter talking about how they can't hit and blah, 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 blah. Um, but I went with Long Beach State. I thought they were the better team, and it showed. Yeah, and I know Mississippi State's playing without JT Ginn, the Friday guy, but when you're not scoring runs consistently throughout the weekends, like it gets a little nerve-wracking for that team. But uh, I think they're going to be fine. I think this just shows that Long Beach State's a lot better than what we thought they were. And I think it was you that posted this tweet. If you look back last year at the end of the year, Long Beach State was 14-41. and 41. They didn't have a head coach, and there was just chaos going off in the locker room. Uh, we were getting emails and, and DMs from, from guys that were close to the program saying that this program is tearing itself down. There's no good – there's no bright spots to this. And we actually have them ranked this week in the top 25 because if you look back at their schedule so far this year, they've taken two of three from Mississippi State. They beat San Diego midweek. Um, they, they beat two out of three from Minnesota. No, no, no. I'll take that back. Uh, who was it? We just talked about it before the show. I completely forgot. I'm getting like eight teams mixed in with each other, but, um, but yeah, no. So Long Beach state has beaten some good teams on the resume so far this year. And I think it shows more about them than Mississippi state, even though Mississippi state struggled a lot this week. I think they went two and three this week. And they lost to Texas Southern and two to Long Beach State. That's not good. But we'll see. We'll see once conference play to see how the Bulldogs re, um, 
kind of bounce back from what what happens. But anyways, Dimitri, um, real quick, there's probably two players right now that are really standing out from the rest of the pack as far as Golden Spikes award watch list goes, and that's Nick Gonzalez and Tucker Bradley. So Nick Gonzalez from New Mexico State has 12 home runs this year. He's hitting 500, 18 walks, and his numbers are just ridiculous. Like Barry Bonds 2003 numbers, like that kind of stuff. Um, he does play against a little bit weaker competition, and this is why I bring up Tucker Bradley from the University of Georgia, who, on the other hand, is playing against a little bit better competition. And I think he has six home runs, like probably. I can run down his stats real quick. Do you have his stats in front of you? Because I, I exit out of that tab. 429 slugging, 905 with six homers, 17 RBIs, 18 hits over 42 ABs. But that's not all of it. How many stolen bases does he have? Stolen bases. Tucker Bradley has six stolen bags. He has six swipes. Yeah, I mean, he's going to end up hitting. Perfect 6-0. But, hey, that's not all of it. He's got three and a third innings on the mound, one hit, five K. Yeah, he's the closer of that team. And so everybody remembers Aaron Schunk from last year at the University of Georgia, who was the third baseman, cleanup hitter, and closer. That's kind of what Tucker Bradley's been doing this year for him. He's been hitting two, three, or four, just hitting absolute moonshots. Dude, his pimp jobs are incredible. And, and esque. We obviously don't get to watch Nick Gonzalez play as much because he doesn't play on TV. Live stream is horrendous. Yeah, the live stream is not worth it. Um, but we've seen quite a bit of Tucker Bradley, and he's been the best player on the field at all times this whole season. And that's why I think he's going to get some consideration for the Golden Spikes. And obviously you have Spencer Torkelson over at Arizona State who doesn't get a chance to swing the bat, but his numbers are still um, you know, out of this world. But really it feels like those three right now are the top three for the Golden Spikes. We just wanted to keep everybody updated on that. I might be missing somebody. Am I missing somebody else? Because now that I'm... Asa Lacey might be a Golden Spikes finalist. Yeah, Asa Lacey looks like the real deal. Even though I think he took the loss on Friday against Illinois. He gave up one run. Gave up one, one run, so it was one nothing. Uh-huh. Wow, that's, that's sad. But... Um, Anyways, let's go ahead and start the the top twenty five breakdown for this week. A um, little bit, little bit of change in the top from this week, as we saw Arkansas go zero and three, and um, saw Mississippi State struggle quite a bit. And one of the teams really separated themselves and jumped up our boards pretty quick. So um, right now we have Florida remaining at number one, and we just tweeted this out by the way, um, maybe like twenty minutes ago. So that tells you what time it is on, on our end. But Florida at number one. And then we had UCLA, who went 3-0 and this week, jump to number two. And the reason why we did that was because every team that they've been playing, they are absolutely dominating. Man. Um, they, and they went – so they go 3-0 and in the Frisco Classic, beating um, – they beat Oklahoma State Friday night, Texas A&M Saturday, and Illinois today. And none of the games were, were even close. So we have UCLA number two. And then moving on to number three, we have Texas Tech, who has one of the most impressive resumes we've seen, especially out of a team that's pretty young. And I know I talk about this a lot, but they have four freshmen, usually in their starting lineup, 12-1 and one on the year. They go 5-0 and oh this week, including beating Florida State twice and FAU once. Their only loss was to Tennessee last Friday in the Round Rock Classic. 
So a team that we've seen in Omaha quite a bit recently, they're back this year. They're, they're winning close games. Like Both of their wins against Florida State were 6-5 and 4-3. So they're winning these one-run games, which is great. And we'll get we'll dive into it a little bit deeper on the later in the show, but we think the Big Twelve is a lot better than what people are giving them credit for, and a big reason why we think that is because of the Shriners Classic, and we'll we'll talk a little bit about that in here in a little bit. But moving on, number four, we have Vanderbilt, who avoids a series loss this week against Hawaii, um, ended up hitting a three-run walk-off homer in the eleventh to win that one. So they win, they win four out of five games this week, but lose one to Hawaii and possibly should have lost two if they didn't get saved by a walk-off three-run homer. And then number five, we have the Miami Hurricanes, who all three of their losses this year have been against the number one team in the country, Florida. And they, they go for Towson. Yeah, sweep Towson this week and beat South Florida midweek. We kept them right there at number five for this week. So um, we feel like that's a good place for them. Moving on, 6 through 10, we have the Georgia Bulldogs, who just put a beat down. Dimitri talked about against Georgia Tech. Like None of the games were – you can just see the difference in talent between Georgia and Georgia Tech. Georgia looked like grown men. Georgia Tech kind of looked like teenage boys. Um, number seven is a team that we feel is very confident about right now. I believe they're still leading the country in home runs, but Ole Miss comes off of a very impressive weekend – in that uh, Greenville, North Carolina tournament hosted at East Carolina. They went they went 3-0 in the tournament, beat High Point, beat East Carolina, and then beat Indiana. So they were top dogs in that tournament. We bumped them up to seven. Louisville at number eight. Everybody had Louisville number one in the country to start the season. Kind of struggled to start the year, but they handled business um, very well this weekend, beating Western Michigan 4-2, 9-1, NC State is a team that is kind of a surprise team, even though they have a couple All-Americans in Patrick Bailey and um, I forget the other guy's name, but they're like four or five hole hitters. They're driving a ton of runs, and they put up 11, 10, 6, and 11 this week, moving them to a perfect 11-0. and 0. And last year, Dimitri, I don't know if you remember, but NC State started the year, I think, 18-0 and 0 last year. 16. 16-0 last year. So they're used to these, these hot starts. We'll see if that carries them on to the regional and super regional, possibly a trip to Omaha. But they look real good right now. Number 10, we dropped Arkansas from 3 to 10 just because they go 0-3 this week. They did not show up. in, the, in the, they, they looked so bad in the College Classic this weekend that nothing could go their way. Um, they lose. Speaking of Arkansas, real quick, just to go ahead and talk about it now. Um, yeah, that's Let's go ahead and talk about Arkansas because they looked like a top team in the country, you know, the first two and a half, three weeks of the season. And then they show up to Houston for this college classic and the fans traveled well. It was great. It was an awesome atmosphere over there. And they lose the first game to Oklahoma. Okay, so what? Come out, get down eight to nothing against Texas. And people were just freaking out in the stands. Just one, everybody pulled. Casey Martin can't hit. He sucks. He can't field throw. Pull him out of the game. It was it was a tough scene. And then I guess on Twitter last night. Speaking of Casey Martin, Kendall Rogers tweeted a little uh, quote from Dave Van Horn. Basically said, 
Um, Casey Martin had a few of the performances. Not much you can say anymore. It's his battle. You've got to get through it. I'm probably not going to play him tomorrow, um, which is fine. It happened. You set him. Let him. Hey, let him think. Get their thought clear. Let them reorganize their thoughts. Let them figure it out. Let them get in the cage, get a clear mind, start over. Clean. Yeah, and that stuff helps. I mean, as former players, we know. It's okay to get benched. It sucks. It hurts yourself. It hurts your pride. (laughs) But it helps. It's a reality check. It's a reality check. Let's start from the basics. Let's start over. Arkansas fans are going nuts on Twitter and whatever other social media there is. Freaking Reddit. I don't know. I don't read it. Basically just bashing him, telling him how much he sucks, blah, 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 how much he needs to sit and never play again. I think Arkansas fans need to step back and realize baseball is a tough, shitty, and humbling game. You know what the hard, one of the hardest things to do in sports is? Hitting a 95-mile-an-hour fastball, and you saw it all weekend. This yeah. kid, I don't know, 20, 21 years old. He's a hog. He's a Razorback. He wants nothing more than help Arkansas win a baseball game. The fans understand that, but they don't want to realize it. They don't want to think that. They want to think irrationally and in the heat of the moment. He chose Arkansas. He chose to represent Arkansas. He chose to be a Razorback. You've got to respect that and help and and show him the support. He's not getting paid $15 million a year, $30 million like Bryce Harper, where you can get mad at him. But he's not doing well. But this kid is getting a free college education, doing everything he can to help Arkansas win, right? Yeah. I mean, dude, this is his draft year. This so is the year that this is the year he's supposed to get drafted in the first round and, and sign for millions of dollars. It's not like he's not trying. And I watched him play. He's for trying to do too much. For the Razorback fan. Treat the kid like you did the day he committed. The day you committed, you probably all were tweeting at him, so happy you're a Razorback, looking forward to the next four years. Treat him the way you did freshman year. I remember all the hype around with Casey Martin freshman year and last year a little bit. They loved him. They would do anything for him. They wanted their kids to take pictures with him. They were begging for his autograph. He's going to come around. He's going to figure it out. And you're going to be back on the Casey Martin train, and you're going to probably be sitting there deleting tweets. That's not how it works. Yeah, and he's just too talented not to figure it out. He. Don't ask for a tweet bad about him. Think about that. Do not tell Casey Martin to sign your kid's jersey, baseball, bat, whatever, and then bash him on Twitter. It doesn't work that way. Yeah, and it wasn't all Razorback fans. It was just probably – it was a good amount, but there were a good amount of replies to that tweet um, saying that he should be benched, he doesn't care about this, blah, blah, blah. Let me – let's just set it straight. He cares. He probably cares too much. He wants to perform. He can't perform right now. Um, you know, getting benched isn't the end of the world. He's going to bounce back from it. He'll have less pressure on himself, and everything will be fine. But Razorback fans, I don't think, need to worry. This was just a bad weekend. Usually when things go bad, you think the world's going to collapse, and it never does. This might be good for the team, but we'll move on. But, yeah, we still have him ranked top 10 because we think, you know, talent-wise, with Robert Moore, the, the freak of a 17-year-old, who actually played good shortstop today um, in place of Casey Martin and Heston Kirkstead and K- Casey Optis. Like those guys are just too good, too talented to not be a top 10 team right now. And we'll see, we'll see how they move on from this. But I think it was a wake up call similar to what like Mississippi state went through recently. Um, mo- anyways, moving on, we got 11 Florida state. 
felt like they played pretty decent in their their tournament they hosted. They lost a couple of tough one-run games to the number three team in the country. Uh, Tennessee moves up to 12. Tennessee is 13-0 and this year, and they are beating anybody in their path. So we felt like we had to respect them, especially as an SEC team. We know it's a good conference. Move them up to 12. Let them prove us wrong. 13, we have Mississippi State right behind them. Um, so Mississippi State loses two out of three. And they're actually at seven and five on the year, I believe, which is not a good sign, not a good start. But we do think that once everybody's healthy and, you know, the maybe team chemistry is a little bit off because you lost some big pieces last year and like McNamee and Mangum and uh, a few other guys. But we think once they iron all that stuff out, they'll be just up there with all the other talented teams. Duke at 14. Duke is nine and two this year. Including a guy. Do what? Ten and two. Ten and two this year. You're right. Um, they're led by uh, Jarvis, who just threw a perfect game, and they went three and one this week. The only loss was to Iowa. That was a late loss today. Um, besides that, they just rolled through everybody. All right, moving on to 15, we have Oklahoma. Um, Oklahoma. I felt like they showed how talented they were this week in the in the Shriners College Classic. They matched up really well with like. Teams like LSU and Arkansas, who they beat, they lost a heartbreaker to Missouri after leading the whole game. But I mean, we saw the perfect game today from uh, Dane Ackers. He was their number three starter. Not perfect game, no hitter, sorry. Um, but Dane Ackers was their number three starter, throws a no hitter today against LSU. Like, that shows you how deep their pitching staff is. Um, they have some just big body people in the, in the lineup that hit jacks. They hit three or four homers this weekend. And we just felt like Oklahoma was a top 15 team. Already beat Virginia two out of three this year, um, who's a good club. So, LSU, I mean, we think Oklahoma is going to do a really good job in the Big 12 moving forward. We have Michigan at 16. Michigan comes off a week where they go two and one. But they beat a pretty talented Cal Poly team two out of three. That's good. 17 is TCU. TCU sitting at 10 and one with sweeps over Cal and Kentucky. Um, that's really impressive to put on a resume. We felt like that pitching staff is really deep. And uh, if their bats can stay hot, they can do a lot of damage in the Big 12 as well. Arizona State, we drop a little bit to 18. Um, they scored a ton of runs this week. Dimitri, they scored 13, 14, and 10 in the three games against Nebraska this week. Crazy. So, yeah, no, that was, that was good to see them finally score and finally – like uh, Trevor Howver did some damage, which they're really going to need. Um, they're really going to need him to hit behind Spencer Torkelson. Um, and then quickly going through 19 through 25, I know we're running out of time a little bit, but we have LSU 19, UCF 20, Texas A&M 21, Long Beach State comes into the the question or the <laughs> rankings at 22, and after beating Mississippi State two out of three. Pepperdine jumps into the rankings at 23. They're 10 and 1 this year. Just swept FIU at FIU. And then we have Texas and Auburn 24-25. They're both in it from last week. Texas goes 1 and 2 in the Houston College Classic, but they lose a couple one-run games. That's tough, but we think they we we still want to see a little bit more from Texas. So, 1 through 25 just real quick. Florida, UCLA, Texas Tech, Vandy, Miami. Georgia, Ole Miss, Louisville, NC State, Arkansas, Florida State, Tennessee, Mississippi State, Duke, Oklahoma, Michigan, TCU, Arizona State, LSU, UCF, A&M, 
Long Beach State, Pepperdine, Texas, and Auburn. That's a man. I just tried to do that in one breath. That was tough. <laughs> but do what, so, Dimitri? Um, before we wrap it up, I just made sure we got our top twenty-five in. I just wanted to have you give a quick shout out to Alabama. They're undefeated. They haven't played anybody, but I don't care who you play. If you go undefeated, twelve and 13 or whatever it is, you're playing good ball. So how many undefeated teams are there now? How many the SEC might be beating up itself this year. Top teams don't look amazing. Bottom teams are doing pretty good. So we might have a slaughter fest in the SEC this year. Um, <laughs> that's what we want. Oh yeah, that's the most entertaining. Um, as far as undefeated teams go, we have. Five undefeated team. Um, nope, six undefeated team. Mercer Bears are undefeated. Florida, they, Florida State comes to, to Macon on Tuesday night, so that'll be a good one. We'll see really how good Mercer is. And then they got West Virginia next weekend. NC State, we already talked about them undefeated. Alabama undefeated. Florida, Tennessee, and UCLA undefeated. So, I mean, six teams undefeated through three weeks is impressive. Um Indiana look good. They are. They might be my new Big Ten favorite. I picked Minnesota preseason, but Indiana might be the team. Um, I've been saying it, dude. I like Indiana this year. I like them a lot. I think that they they went into East Carolina this weekend and really they hung in there with everybody. Like they they beat East Carolina, they beat High Point, and then they lose to Ole Miss. But you know their three losses this year have been two to. Two to LSU at LSU at the box, and then Ole Miss, who's just a really hot team right now, swinging the bats well. They're gonna they're gonna fit in just fine at the top of the standings in the Big Ten. You can put that in pen. They're really talented and led by a great coach as well. Yeah, absolutely, I agree. That's all I got for tonight. For yeah. Um, so a couple of things I want to touch up on. Um, Dane Acker's no hitter, Shiner's College Classic. That game. That I was at uh, Oklahoma versus LSU this morning. God, man, it feels like it feels like three days ago. It's been a long day, but you know, the game was like two hours and five minutes. There was no hits through seven. Oklahoma hits a homer in the eighth, and then they hit a double in the ninth, and that was it. Only two hits the whole game. So that was a quick, fast-paced game. It was fun to watch. Um, overall, I felt like the college class, the Shriners College Classic, was a great product. They did a great job uh, with handling the media um, and handling the players and staffs access to everything. It was great. And the product on the field was awesome. You know, I know, I know Arkansas who was the favorite going in went 0 and three. And I know Missouri who was in my opinion, the least talented team there ended up going two and one. It was cool. It was cool to see these teams just fight and battle and and play hard because they're playing on a major league field. Um, Baylor, I thought looked really good as well. They beat, um, Arkansas tonight. Sorry, I almost blanked on it. But yeah, the game that I just came back from, Baylor wins and handles Arkansas just really well. Baylor's got some dudes at the top of the order that can really swing it. And I'm excited for them. I think they're potentially going to be a top 25 team at the end of the year. Um, but a couple other things we need to talk about. Frisco Classic. That's the one thing I need to talk about before we get off. Illinois surprised some teams this week, and I didn't get a chance to watch any of them on TV because I was at the Shriners, but I went back and looked. Illinois goes in there as a severe underdog, beats Texas A&M, beats Asa Lacey on Friday night, one nothing, and then comes back and beats Oklahoma State Saturday. 
that's awesome. And then they got whooped up a little bit by UCLA. But what I wanted to say about the Frisco Classic is, Jesus, man, UCLA is rolling people right now. Like, everybody's losing by eight to ten runs. No mercy. So I think UCLA is coming out with I – don't, I don't know if they're just a hot team right now or if they're – Yeah. Any what? UCLA team that can hit is a dangerous LSU that's, team. Yeah, that's what I was eventually getting at. I was losing my train of thought. But this team can actually hit, and their pitching staff has been the best in the country so far. So what I'm saying is I don't care about Big 12, SEC, ACC – this Pac-12 team is going to go a long ways in the postseason. I would not want to touch them with a 10-foot pole. I wouldn't want to touch them. No. But anyways, that's our show for tonight. It is 3.15 on the East Coast. In the morning, time to hit the damn haystack. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Um, you guys, I appreciate everything, and, and you guys have been great to us. If you need anything from us, DM us, text us. Whatever. Figure it out. Tweet at him. Tweet at him this morning. We'll wake up to him. Yep. We love it. But you guys have a great day. Have a great Monday. Before Ben wraps it up. Nick Gonzalez hit his five home runs, whatever. Who holds the NCAA record for most home runs in one game? I'll give you a clue. He played for Florida State. Looking forward to your answers in the morning. I know the answer, but I will I will leave that for the fans. Anyways, you guys have a great day. Ma'am, that's the clue. We will see. We will see you guys on Wednesday night.